Hi, I'm Tessie Young, and today's leadership quote comes from John C. Maxwell. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. If you need to impress the board or your company's clients, your favorite vendors, maybe the leadership team, maybe your admin team, uh, maybe your families or your colleagues' families, if you need to impress them this holiday season with a carefully and craftily packaged wine and handwritten note gift pack, check out Elkhorn Peak Cellars. They're a family-owned vineyard and winery on the south end of the Napa Valley. This dynamic father-daughter duo of Ken and Elise and their team can accommodate large or small orders for all of your holiday gifting needs this season. So visit elkhornpeak.com slash leader assistant ASAP to get your holiday wine packages ordered in time for the holidays. Now, an important note for gift pack arrival before Christmas Orders must be received no later than December 11th if you're on the East Coast, and they can't be received later than December 18th if you're on the West Coast. So December 11th is your deadline to get things in before Christmas if you're on the East Coast, and if you're on the West Coast, uh, December 18th is your deadline. Oh, and did I mention they sent me some wine a while back, and it was very, very delicious? Definitely check out Elkhorn Peak Cellars at elkhornpeak.com slash leader assistant now to order a carefully packaged wine plus handwritten note gift pack from Elkhorn Peak. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and today I'm speaking with Tessa Young, who is Executive Assistant to the Operations Leader and the Executive Pastor of Ministries at Southeast Christian Church. And Tessa, you are in Kentucky, is that right? Yes, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky, nice. Um, so tell us a little bit about, we'll jump right in, and uh, why don't you tell us about your first job? Uh, my very, very first job, um, I worked at an assisted living place, and I was a server in their dining area. <laughs> so nice. um, just basically served, yep, served in dinner. It was great. <laughs> so... Is there anything in that role that you have applied to your current executive assistant role? I would say a little bit of um, organization, project management, you know, having a few tables and uh, taking in a lot of orders. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'd say it's very similar. Um, And then how did you end up being an assistant? Um, I actually, when I graduated college, I um, applied to my home church of Southeast. I grew up at Southeast, and um, I applied to work in the Shine Ministry, which is our special needs ministry, as their administrative assistant. And that's kind of how it all got started. I'm still there a few jobs later. Wow. So how long have you been there? It'll be seven years in March. An awesome seven years. Awesome. And had you known other assistants um, or even did you even know what an executive assistant was when you kind of jumped into that? 
Well, my mom also works there and she is an executive assistant. So I did have a little background um, and now I do work on the same team as my mom, which is really fun. Um, So that's really my only uh, my only pointers came from her. Nice. So what's it like working on the same team as uh, your mom? I do call her by her first name. (laughs) And so (laughs) it kind of throws people off sometimes if they know us or don't know us. But um, it's great. It's um, I feel like I go to her more comfortably than anyone else for questions. Um, And I feel like we're pretty honest with each other when um, we're dealing with a problem. Hmm. So speaking of problems, uh, what's one of the mistakes? What are some mistakes that you might have made? And how did you handle them after the fact? My um, first, probably my within my first month of working with the Shine um, Special Needs Ministry, I sent out this big email um, to all of the volunteers. I mean, hundreds of people were on this email. And I was like, hey, we're going to have an event. Come serve. Da, 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 da. And I completely forgot to put the date of the event. It was I just got all this feedback email of like, well, I would serve if I knew when the date was. And it was um, it was my first big thing where I'm like, okay, I need to really proofread what I write. And it was a big learning thing right at the very, very beginning. Hmm. So have how did that like did your executive say something about it did or was it just kind of like oh sorry about that everybody you know what i'm saying like because sometimes assistants make mistakes and then they have that you know awkward conversation with their boss afterwards i feel like i immediately told her and then my my face went red and i was just like wow that was really embarrassing that will literally never happen again and i can't really say that it has in any of my emails. I'm like date, time, location, da da da. Um, so she had a lot of grace with me. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So I worked in a nonprofit uh, church uh, for shoot like 12 years. Uh, I was an assistant for nine of those years. A lot of people that I talk with um, that are looking for new roles or career shifts are either currently work in a non-profit, non-for-profit, and then they want to move to potentially a for-profit um, or a different industry. Uh, and then some people are like, oh, you know, I work for a for-profit, but I'm tired of everything being about the money and I want to work for something that has, you know, a mission or something that I can really get behind and believe in. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with those listening who are considering making that jump from the for-profit world to the not-for-profit? Um, I just feel like you need to listen to your calling if it's the place for you to be. Um, it's, it is a big jump. I feel like when you're, at least for me, in a church, um, people just get so passionate about their ministries and what they have going on. And... Um, you know, it's exciting and awesome. And then, you know, sometimes it's super discouraging, you know, if your budget doesn't get approved for something or, you know, um, something just doesn't work out. Um, but it's also, I mean, you, you get to see great fruit of it. You, you know, for us, you get to see people come to Christ or, um, you know, you get to see people witness to their families and their friends. Um, I definitely think too, that if you, follow, um, you know, the Lord's calling to work at a church or wherever, you know, it's important to not let it change your family dynamic too much. You don't want to start any like resentment that you're always at work. You're always at church. Um, 
so I would definitely encourage those, you know, to keep serving and having the same family dynamic that you did before. I mean, not get, um, you know, just work on the work-life balance of it because it can just, especially with ministry, it never ends. It truly never ends. Yeah. I was going to say like when I was in it, you know, I'm a preacher's kid and I was working in, you know, a church as a pastor's assistant and it was busy, busy, busy. We had services all weekend. And so I really, to be honest, I never, I never really took days off and I never was good about boundaries and I worked too much. I burned out my pastor executive burned out. Um, he ended up getting fired. Um, it was just a whole, whole unhealthy situation, but I didn't really acknowledge that or, or wasn't aware of that until I was outside of the situation. So how, so how have you tried to balance that self care and, um, you know, when your job and your organization has a mission to help others, you know, it, it can be very easy. I know from firsthand experience, yeah. it can be very easy to just disregard your own needs and disregard your self care. And so how have you tried to combat that and not, um, you know, let yourself miss out on, you know, health and wellness? Well, one great benefit that our staff has um, are two desert days a year. So um, they're basically days to get away and refresh your soul. Um, You know, just for us, just like Jesus did, he got away and really um, just got back with the father and everything. And so there are staff. um, We have two days of that a year. You can take any time. And those are really great just to put on the calendar. I mean, even for everyone else, just a personal day, put it on the calendar, block it off. And then um, when that comes up on your calendar, you're like, wow, this is really needed. Like I do need a day off. I do need to refresh. Um, And besides that, just especially for assistants, I feel like we're always like, we always just feel the responsibility of our, you know, our leaders. And so just to really um, turn off, you know, the stuff at night when you go home, I mean, I have two young kids, like it's almost impossible for me to look at my stuff (laughs) when I'm at home. Um, But even, you know, before you go to bed and everything and just really having, um, you know, good family time and trying to just be intentional about other parts of your life. Having good hobbies is also um, really good, whether it's, you know, your podcast thing is great or, um, you know, reading something like that. Yeah. What's uh, what's one of your favorite hobbies? I like reading. Um, I don't do it as much as I want because usually I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we definitely go on walks a lot. Um, we try to hang outside. So nice. We watch a lot of Impractical Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you also lead a team uh, or a development program for a team of about 25 to 30 assistants. Is that right? Yes. I just started doing this recently, and it's been a huge blessing. So what what can you share about what you've done with the team or um, maybe tips for others who are leading a team or want to lead a team of assistants at their job? Um, well, it started out when, um, one of my leaders just asked his team about just what our slack is basically, you know, just the stuff that gets in the way of, you know, our work day. And so he was like, 
go ask your team, you know, your teams what this is, come back with feedback. And then me, you know, like my team is him basically. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go ask all the admins and um, just do different kind of studies with them. And, you know, come, come to find out I have um, just at uh, Southeast, we have basically a huge group of admins that relate more to like team admins. And then we have a smaller group that are more people admins. Um, and so from there, I just kind of was like, okay, what do we need to just eliminate all this stuff um, that, you know, is holding us back from really just greater potential and greater, greater productivity. So um, we kind of just did a deep dive on our processes. And I then, um, since part of my um, role is helping the ops team, um, I talked to you know, them about, you know, the big questions they got just continuously, you know, how um, we were holding them back from different things. And we've got some, we had some great responses. Um, and then from there, I was like, okay, let's get some development stuff together. Let's um, just figure out what we can study, what we can do. So um, this last year we had in January, we had a leadership um, training, basically, someone talked to us about um, just leading um, in all different directions, which was great um, for our roles. And then um, we had a more technology, we have a, like a database system, and we have teams and OneDrive, and all that. So our um, IT team came in, and they just helped us with a ton of stuff. And then um, we also just do other social gatherings, which is great for us just to get together and just chill. Um, I feel like we need that. You know, I don't want them to just have to think about deep diving every time we're together on a subject. But um, one of the great things that's come out of all of that um, are our encouragement groups. So we have about 30 admins and we have four main EAs and we divided all of our admins into four different groups and once you um, you know come on staff we just add you into one of our groups but these aren't leader groups and they're not mentor groups it's purely a group for um, the admins to make the just the whole community feel smaller it's been successful i mean we have a huge teams group and then we have different channels of smaller groups so we just check in on each other you know say hey you know, what's going on at your campus? You know, how can I pray for you? Or um, we one-on-one -on -one try to meet with our, you know, each of our people. It's just been a good kind of connector piece to just make, you know, smaller, intentional, um, and really like hit the big questions. Our, um, our big teams group is great. We, we spotlight our admins. Um, we share like you know, a legal information update or a database update, or people ask, you know, catering questions like who's, who's used this person recently. Um, that's probably one, one of our most successful things in this last year, our encouragement groups. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have other assistants that you can relate to and that you can help each other out and support each other. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the only assistant in my company right now, and there's a lot of assistants listening who are the only assistant at their organization. And that's yeah. why I, you know, I encourage them to connect online on LinkedIn, reach out to other assistants, join the leader assistant uh, online community. Um, but is there something you would recommend to someone who is at an organization and they're the only assistant 
and like you were saying, you know, at the, when you first started talking about all that was you were like, oh, I don't have a team. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those that, those that don't have a team and maybe they're in a smaller org or there's no, no assistance around. Um, yeah. Any, any tips for them? Well, through all this, I just searched for anything like that. And I mean, I've, I've been a part of now, um, you know, just different newsletters, getting those into my, um, my inbox to read. And then also just a lot of Facebook groups. I know you have one and there's, you know, a bunch online. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think those have been great. I've learned a lot. If somebody says something, I'm like, Ooh, that was a good answer. Like that is super relatable to, you know, a situation I've had. Um, so those kind of things have been really helpful for me. And I mean, even maybe search on Facebook if you have a local admin group in your area. We just started one in this area. Um, it's it's really small, but you know, it's you gotta we'll, start we'll somewhere. Start <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> awesome. So okay, so I had somebody reach out to me the other day who said, "Hey, you know, I'm sh- I'm shifting careers. Um, I was in hospitality, and now I am jumping into an executive assistant role. Where do I start?" Where do I start? Like, what what do you recommend? So what, what would you recommend to a new assistant just starting out in their career? I would almost go through your, what you think your week and your day would look like and sit down with your executive and just ask how they want everything. Um, we have a good um, a paper. One of our staff development guys made it. It's just like the best of me. Um, it has a bunch of questions on like how you want feedback, how they want feedback, how you want to communicate, all those kind of things. I think that's super important. Just start out well with your leader. Um, partnership with them is super important. Um, you know, transparency comes with time and trust comes with time, but um, just trying to figure those things out, how they want things. I think that's that'll help you um, quickly. And I mean, you have to grow with them. And if they're even maybe new in their spot, you know, they're learning as well. Yeah. Love it. Good, good advice. Well, uh, Tessa, thanks so much for sharing today a little bit about how you lead a team and and a little bit of your story. Uh, To kind of wrap things up, what would you say makes an assistant a leader? I think that our main job is to move things forward. So if we are leading, you know, our, I loved your email that you sent the other day of in our areas of influence, because it's so true. Someone did ask me the other day, like, what do you do? I was at a conference. I'm like, uh, well, if you have an assistant, you know, but I was like, I, I just help things go forward. Well, Tessa, thanks so much for uh, sharing your story and being on the show. Is there any way that people can reach out and and connect with you if they want to reach out and network? Yes, I'm on um, Instagram, Tessa C. Young, and I'm on LinkedIn at Tessa Young 7916. Um, I also did want to say to church admins, don't ever forget you're doing ministry, even if it's... um, ordering a lunch, scheduling a meeting, you're always um, doing it for the greater good. Awesome. Thanks, Tessa. I really appreciate you being on the show. And we'll put the links uh, to your Instagram and LinkedIn in the show notes. And uh, yeah, good luck to you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for having me. 
Thanks again for listening. Check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 140. That's leaderassistant.com slash 140. And don't forget to check out our sponsor for this episode, Elkhorn Peak Sellers. Elkhornpeak.com slash leaderassistant. Please review on Apple Podcasts. Go Bullos.com.